1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You pitch and you hope, but you have no control. The obstacle, I think, is within me where I had to really let go a bit and hope that things will work out. And even today, I can't force people to buy my book. And that's the measure of success, right? How many copies do you sell? And I mean, it's not the measure of success necessarily for me, I mean, I wanted to write a book, and I did. So I'm trying to remember that's the achievement.
2: Welcome back to Bucket List Careers. I'm Krista Laurie. We're at episode 135 with Jessica Saunders a practicing attorney who always loved to read and creatively write, in addition to being a successful product liability defense lawyer. But in the spring of 2021, she experienced something that changed her career path. We learn more in this episode, of course. And fast forward to January 16th of this year, the release of her first critically acclaimed and traditionally published novel called Love Me. So what did it take for Jessica to embrace what she now knows is the most fulfilling professional pursuit of her life? And how did this mom pull off entering the unknown publishing industry while overlapping with her full-time job as a lawyer? Lots of actionable takeaways and inspiration in this one for you. So let's get to it. Jessica Saunders, thanks so much for taking the time. Welcome to Bucket List Careers. Thank you so much, Krista, for having me. I love it. Another Larchmont mom (laughs) who's doing great things, who's pivoting, but still practicing as an attorney. You are now a published author, novelist. Your book came out on January 16th of this year called Love Me. I want to hear all about it, of course, how you made this transition. And as we said, it's an overlap. You're still practicing lawyer, but you are pursuing a passion, monetizing it. And of course, we want to hear about the execution and how you did it. Tell me what you feel most proud of right now. Why is this lighting you up so much?
1: So thank you. I mean, that's a great question. I have always wanted to be a writer through my entire life. I'm a lawyer, but if anybody said, what do you do for a living? I'd say I'm "I'm a lawyer, but what I really want to do is write. It was truly a dream of mine for many years. And what really lights me up is the fact that I wrote, that I sat down, that I had this dream, that I actually kind of went for it. I think people are really responding to that. The fact that it's out there in the world is so satisfying and that people are now reading it and enjoying it. But just that I have a lot going on in my life, but I went for it. And I think a lot of women could do the same.
2: Well, I think probably a question on many people's minds would be, how did you fit it all in? Right. Because you are a full-time lawyer. How many kids do you have? I have two daughters. It was tough. I mean, you
1: have to carve out time. For me, I started writing during the pandemic, and so I was working at home exclusively at the time, and it allowed me a little bit more flexibility writing between meetings or at lunch or after work. If I had, instead of commuting home, I had some extra time. So I really made it a priority. I also, I'm a big reader, and when I was deep into the drafting of my novel, I did push reading to the side and my sort of entertainment became writing my own novel. And that's because I love doing it so much, but it, it was a challenge for sure.
2: And how long did it actually take from the first word on the page to the release date?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, at least over two years, I started writing. And for me, the process was was relatively quick. I sold the book a year and a half before it was released. So there was a lot of editing and waiting around that came and that happened in that point. Um, And then I started the book probably about six months or so.
2: Well, we want to hear how you got published, how you actually pulled that off, right? But first, dialing it back To understand your professional evolution. You've been a litigator for years. I know now, Jessica, you're an in-house attorney. So walk us through it a bit and then getting to the point of experimenting with writing fiction.
1: Yeah, I was very satisfied in my career. I am a litigator, as you said. So I did a lot of brief writing, certainly in the earlier days of my career, where even though that's a different, a completely different style of writing it did satisfy that itch because I enjoyed writing. I liked the research piece. And so I was working. Yeah, I was continuing to use that writing muscle. But then going in-house, the role shifts a bit because editing other people's briefs, I'm not doing the work on my own. I was dipping into other areas of law that I've never done before, which I also enjoyed. I mean, there was some excitement there because I was growing my knowledge and the different work that I was able to do but there was something in me, I think, that wanted to be satisfied more creatively. And I really have been such a, because I'm a lifelong reader, I think I felt, well, this is something I think I could do. So writing fiction is completely different, obviously, than writing as a lawyer.
2: Yeah. And, and you never took any courses or anything like that, huh? I never wrote professionally or anything. When I was in college, I wrote a column
1: for the school paper, and I always sort of dabbled in writing. But when I decided that this was something I really wanted to do, I did sign up for a novel first draft writing class through Gotham Writers Workshop. And that was great because it provided me with some structure. You know, it was a once a week class and I was very committed to that class. I, if something came up on a Wednesday night, I refused to do it. I wasn't going to talk. <laughs> I was not in charge of the kids on those nights. It was really just, I was very focused on the work. So I learned a lot about craft in that class, but mostly it just was a period of accountability. So every week I would write on my own and I'd come to class and sort of say how many words we'd written that week. For me, I found that, oh, wow, I, and maybe it's the lawyer in me, but I was writing oftentimes far more words than others in the class. And it's, I think, because it's just, for me, I understood working on a deadline, getting things out on paper, and I never felt a tremendous amount of pressure
2: because this was a side gig for me, and I loved it. So the class was great. I highly recommend it. That sounds like a really good place to start because it must be overwhelming to say, I'm going to write a book. Let's get started. So having that structure sounds smart. You did have a pivotal moment. You said you started writing in the pandemic. Something transformed your view on what you wanted out of life. And I think it had to do with personal loss. That's
1: true. Right after I turned 40, I lost one of my best friends from college. And that was, I mean, it was an awful thing to go through, but I was really very involved with my friend throughout her illness and watching her go through it, but also watching her be so present in her life and making time for her children and making things exciting and just going after everything she wanted. If that was the type of person Suzanne was in general. And so when she died, our group of girlfriends really were like, what can we do to honor her? We have to be better. We have to live our lives more fully. And for me, it was this idea of, okay, I've been saying for 20 years that I want to write a book and I have nothing really to show for it. And that pushed me to sign up for a writing class, and just make the commitment to myself that I was going to do this. And so it really did inspire me and push me. And I'm so grateful. And, and my book is dedicated to Suzanne, which- It
2: is. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really meaningful. Making a promise like that to yourself, to be your truest version of yourself professionally in your friend's memory and sticking to it, so powerful. So, tell me about the type of novel that you chose, the genre. It's been said to be a pitch perfect exploration of modern married life, obviously very generalized, but how did you make the decision to go for that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I really enjoy more literary novels, you know, in general, when I'm picking up a book. And those are books that are just every word on the page is just well thought out and the sentences are gorgeous and. I wasn't going to write that kind of book. I wanted to write a book that anybody in my life would be excited to pick up, that would be relatively fast-paced, but also relatable. And I'm really proud, actually, of that, and I've heard it from a lot of people that have read the book. I don't often see myself reflected on the page. A romance book often is focused on someone in their 20s who's falling in love and Here's my book and a quick snapshot. It's about a married mom of two who's a lawyer and she's in her 40s and her life is essentially turned upside down when pictures of her and her high school boyfriend, who's now this big famous actor, are published in a tabloid. So there's the fun celebrity factor, there's the potential second chance romance factor, but also it's about a woman in her 40s who's a practicing lawyer who has children to deal with and a marriage that is, if not fabulous, is perfectly fine and good and she's got a lot to think about.
2: Yeah, relatable to that. Do you think that demographic is somewhat ignored or forgotten? Yeah, I think everybody in every industry
1: would say, you know, women
2: in forty and up were like cotton
1: <laughs> group. It's terrible, but I think yeah. so. I mean, I think I don't think it's true necessarily across the board. So many women who are writing are in that age group, and for me, starting this career at that time certainly motivated me to write what I know well, and I know what it's like to be a woman in her forties living in the suburbs and dealing with all the things that we deal with. And it's
2: wonderful. And it's challenging. Awesome. So share a time with us that you had to overcome an obstacle. Like I said, you got into publishing from a totally different industry, and I'm sure it's a very different world from the corporate world that you've worked in as an attorney for some time. Talk to us about that transition, obstacles there, if you found them and how you overcame them?
1: I mean, I think we, as professionals, are used to a certain way of operating. And certainly in the law, if someone sends me an email asking me to review a contract, I write back, sure, I'm on it. And then I do it. And then I get back to them within a reasonable time frame. And publishing operates on its own schedule. It's really a different way of working and there's not a ton of transparency. So as someone who likes to have control in her life and in her professional world, I had to relinquish a tremendous amount of control. And not just in when people are going to be looking at my book, but how is my book going to be marketed? What kind of attention is going to be paid to it? Am I going to get picked up in any media outlets? And I've been fortunate because I've gotten some nice press that is not always so easy to come by. And people, thankfully, have been saying great things about the book. You pitch and you hope, but you have no control. The obstacle, I think, is within me where I had to really let go a bit and hope that things will work out. And even today, I can't force people to buy my book. And that's the measure of success, right? How many copies you sell? And I mean, it's not the measure of success necessarily for me. I mean, I wanted to write a book and I did. So I'm trying to remember that's the achievement. But I also want to write a book that sells well that people are choosing to read. So
2: that's been tough. The difference between being self-published and not, how were you able to get people's attention, get a publisher's attention? I would assume that's one of the hardest things to do in a crowded area. For sure. You have to, I mean, because I'm
1: traditionally published, I had to find an agent first. So there is a ton of effort that goes into querying agents, literary agents. So as the lawyer in me, I did A lot of research as to how to go about getting an agent. I crafted a letter that really I felt would sort of sell both my book and me as a person. And I asked around everybody I know, does anybody know a literary agent? And then I kind of went off to the races and sold myself to people. (laughs) And I did get very lucky. I found a wonderful agent relatively quickly and once i had her she and i did an edit to the book and then she went out on what it's what's called submission so then she submitted my book to editors at different publishing houses it took some time for someone to really latch on to it but eventually we did thankfully end up selling it
2: congrats and i know you're being a little bit modest but the book is doing really well you know, here's to being a strong writer. You've obviously transferred your skills very well from one space to another. And I think that's valuable. And My kids are always worried that they're not like super STEM people. I said, you know, writing is an enormous skill set to have in your life. So keep working at your craft. Let's talk about advice and takeaways for listeners on achieving your purpose career-wise. I mean, do you feel that you are now I don't know if I passion is so overused, but do you feel like you are now in this space where you were meant to be professionally?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think now I realize that I have made this leap and I've written a book that's been published. I know that I want to do it again, and I want to be a writer that people choose to read her books, so you know, I feel that I am on a great path. I don't know where that. Gives my other career. And right now I am still working. I think I have to sort of see how this all plays out first. And I've been working as a lawyer for 20 years also. So it's hard to just say, okay, I'm done with that. That's not realistic, but it's also not necessarily what I want to do. So I think I've set myself up to hopefully have some options. But I know it is a passion and it is an overused word, but I love writing so much that I cannot imagine not doing that again.
2: So maybe that would be the area of takeaways that you would give to my listeners. Like, listen to that inner voice that says, you know that you have this in you.
1: I think that's right. I think if people who are listening have a passion or a dream, whether it's writing, whether it's anything, it's so worthwhile. And what was so freeing for me is that it didn't really matter what happened. I did this exclusively because I said I wanted to. I found the time. It was very difficult to do it. I'm blessed in that what you want to happen did happen in that I sold my book to a publisher and now it's on the bookstore shelves. The gifts that I gave myself was really making the time. And I think we are all so overloaded but we need to put a little bit of ourselves first and lean on community. And I feel very lucky to have such a strong community of people. You know, my kids can go to their houses and my husband was helpful and I have childcare. And these are the things that allowed me to accomplish what I wanted to. So not everybody has that, but I do think it's important to make that time in whatever it is that that lights you up.
2: Let's talk about where we can find Love Me online, I guess, Amazon and local bookstores. I love that these small bookstores still exist.
1: Mostly, I live on Instagram at Jessica Saunders Books and my website, Jessica Saunders Books.com. But the book is everywhere, which is pretty cool. So you can buy it from Anderson's, our local bookstore, or Athena, the Greenwich Books Shop, all local bookstores. I actually like to put, point people to This organization called bookshop.org, where they give local bookshops a percentage of all their sales. So you just identify where you live and then they'll send some of the sale towards that bookstore, which I think is pretty amazing. But of course, it's on Amazon
2: and com, and on the shelves around the country. All right, everybody go pick up Love Me by Jessica Saunders. I had a lot of fun talking to you. I feel like I learned a lot about publishing and I think your energy and everything you're putting out into the world is positive. So thanks for sharing it. Thanks so much, Krista. Thanks for having me. We'll be back next week with another Bucketless Careers. I'm Crystal Laurie. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your day to listen and join me. A fresh episode on Thursday, as I said. Until then, be well.
0: Our house is a mess.